Welcome to the Social Authority Podcast with Amy Schmidauer. That's me. This show is for you, a rising star in your industry, ready to produce your authority and share it with the world. Let's get started. What's up, socials? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Authority Podcast. My name is Amy Schmidauer. I'm your host with the most. So you're welcome. Hey, happy Friday to you. Let me tell you, this has been quite the week for me, this new week of a new year of, oh my gosh, all the things. Actually, as you are listening to this upon its release on a Friday, the first, well, not, I don't know if it's the first Friday in January. I'm real good at calendars when I'm not looking at them. <laughs> Friday, January the 8th. I'm actually uh, in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, an event that I and uh, 150,000 of my closest friends attend every January. Basically a great way to just throw your resolutions to the wall uh, because when you're in Vegas the very beginning of January pretty much anything you are planning on doing doesn't work out (laughs) especially when you're in the vacuum of new technology. Anyway so it's Friday I am in Vegas on my way back and uh, this episode of course being recorded a little bit in advance. However just shortly after the beginning of this week, which of course you all know was insane. If you listened to the last episode, you know that this was the first week of five days of programming on the YouTube channel, as well as a podcast coming out on Monday and now one today. So that's seven pieces of content this week, just on SavvySexySocial.com alone. Whew. Yeah, it's a lot of things, a lot of things happening there. Um, And the reason that that's important is because, of course, I emailed Amy's Elite, which is uh, anybody that subscribes to my email newsletter via AWeber, and I'll talk about them in just a second, because an email came in, and actually a few more, uh, just uh, shortly after I sent out the update saying, hey, guess what? Schedule's changed. Things are going down. And um, I want to talk to you about that today. Before I get into that, I want to give a big shout out to our good friends and the sponsor of this show, aweber.com. Of course, you guys know I use aweber for all my email marketing needs. And they are offering anyone listening to this, watching my show, or just hanging out with me in general, 60 days totally for free to try their platform. Pretty much anywhere else you go, you're going to get 30 days. And if you try a different platform, you may not even get all the functionality that you can get with a Weber. So that is why I recommend you choose them to get acquainted first. Sometimes it's about that learning curve before you actually commit to a platform. Because once you choose an email par- email marketing platform, you should really stick with it. So go to SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber. That's A-W-E-B-E-R. And you will be able to try those 60 days totally for free. And you'll be supporting the show. And I appreciate that very much. So on that same note about AWeber, let's get back to that email I sent out. If you're on Amy's Elite, you received an email on Monday that basically said, hey, here's the new episode for today. And yeah, it's a Monday, which means guess what? The schedule is changing and videos are going out five days a week. And I also mentioned in this email, um, hey, do you want to be notified every time a new episode releases? And this talked about, hey, go over to the YouTube channel and click subscribe. 
and a little bit of the rationale behind that, which I will also get into. But one of the things that I mentioned in this email is also something I mentioned on Scope Past Sunday, which is my weekly live show on Periscope. Uh, is that one of my goals for 2016 is to reach 100,000 YouTube subscribers. So for those of you who've been hanging out for a while, and you may have even heard me mention that on the last podcast, uh, this is a little odd, right? Because for some time, I have really stressed the importance of not worrying too much about vanity numbers, specifically YouTube subscribers. So I really want to have this conversation um, in a little bit more fluid format than I would have on a video. It may still be a video in the future, but since I wanted to talk about it very quickly and I'm pretty far ahead on editorial for the video show, here we are. Uh, so the reason that I have always said, you know, don't worry about that number is because YouTube offers a lot of opportunities. It's not just about who subscribes to you. It's an incredible search platform as well. And a lot of people use YouTube as just that, a search platform. They're aware that they can go to YouTube channels and look at content, but most of the time if somebody's looking for something interesting or funny or informational, they're going to use YouTube as search. So realistically, the average user for YouTube, especially depending on who your target audience is, how do they use YouTube or even Google on average, how are they using it, and how much does a YouTube subscribership actually matter to that? especially if you're using it as an inbound platform, you really don't need to worry about subscribers as much as you need to worry about optimization of copy so that you can show up in search for what you're very good at and answering those questions that people are searching for. So that is a big reason why I stress this. It's also very important that you get people to your home base. I want people to go to SavvySexySocial.com. I don't really want them to go to YouTube.com. I can't control that environment. But things have been changing significantly. I mean, if you think about blogging and how it's changed so much. People are writing on their own platforms, but they're also noticing that they can write on other platforms such as the LinkedIn publisher program or medium.com, which is a website for a very clean blogging atmosphere that was started by Twitter and really leverages those networks. There's something to this idea of posting content on platforms you don't own, but that's very risky, right? We don't control the platforms. I don't control YouTube. YouTube could shut down my account anytime they wanted to. If I made them mad, they could do it and it would be over. So what do those YouTube subscriber numbers really mean if YouTube could shut down my account at any time? Well, when you don't own online property, when you are renting that space, which I very much am on YouTube, you do run that risk, period. I just heard from a, a member of my community today that their Facebook account was shut down. Their personal Facebook account was shut down. They did something to upset Facebook and it's shut down and we don't know if we're gonna hear back from them about why. And that's very frustrating, but that is the reality here. So why would I invest in YouTube subscribership numbers? Great question. And I want to read this email specifically from Mark, who was the first person to connect with me about this because the people that have been around for a while are like, Amy, just kind of doing a little back check here. What's going on? And Mark said, congrats on the five day a week video plan. Sounds ambitious. I'm a little confused about the 100,000 subscriber goal. In some of your videos, you are adamant about having a high vanity number not being the goal. Converting subscribers to buyers is the real goal. What's changed? So here is what has changed because it really truly is a forward direction in where digital is going at this time. The goal 
of getting subscribers, not necessarily subscribers even, but viewers to my email list is the number one goal. It truly is. If we're talking about big picture, what Amy's goals are, that's truly what it is. But my one of my 2016 intentions being more subscribers on YouTube is specifically because YouTube is getting better. Something that creators have had such a hard time with with YouTube is that their algorithm is constantly changing. The subscription box is always changing. It moves, it acts differently, and then people don't really know how to use it unless they soak themselves into YouTube all the time and they get used to it. The average user is not doing that. But what is very true about YouTube is that mobile views make up for about 50% of what we're seeing. On my channel, that's correct. I check analytics. 50% of my views are happening on mobile, and I'm sure that's only going to increase. Therefore, the YouTube app is very active, both on iOS and Google and any smartphone. YouTube is going to be a very frequently used app because once you do try to watch a YouTube video, whether it's in a browser or something that was sent to you in an email, it is going to prompt you like, hey, you should just use the YouTube app. It would be great for this. You can watch it within a browser, but the YouTube app is going to be actively promoted. And as a subscriber to a YouTube channel, you can not only have that app and make it a lot easier to access what you subscribe to, but now that app is going to push a notification to you when a new video goes live from somebody you subscribe to. So the average user only subscribing to maybe a few channels, maybe two or three, it's not a tremendous amount of push notifications where they would still be turned on. And guess what? my new video comes out and it's immediately sent to your smartphone. Hey, Amy just posted a video today. By the way, it's a Monday, which is weird, you know? That was probably an interesting notification for those people that are subscribed to the YouTube channel by clicking the big red button and have the YouTube app. They get that push notification. Now, my big goal is to get people to the website. My big goal is to get people on my email list. My biggest goal is to make money in my business and those things need to happen in order to make that happen. But... With YouTube subscribers getting a push notification from the YouTube app and the emails that do go out as a YouTube subscriber from YouTube saying, hey, the channels that you subscribe to have new content, all of these components of that platform are pushing me out there for greater brand awareness. But the biggest thing is truly the mobile app thing because think about it, I could have my own app. I could pay developers and create this totally robust, amazing app or... I can leverage what I already have with my bootstrapping budget, create content for YouTube, ask people to subscribe to the channel so that they can get push notifications to their mobile device when a new video goes live. And suddenly it's like I have my own app. That's mega. I mean, that is huge. And that's exactly what I said to Mark in my return email. Um, He really appreciated the thoughts and I'm pretty quick with my responses to emails when I send out a new blast. Because I'm not hiding from the fact that this is something I am pivoting on. I still want to convey the fact that that number is still very arbitrary to me. I'm choosing 100 because I'm at 40 at this point. It just made sense for an end of year goal. Although lofty, absolutely lofty, I'm going to work hard for it. But at this point in the game with digital media, as important as it is to get people to home assets... It's also very important to get brand awareness. And the best way to do that is to show up to the cocktail parties that are already happening. YouTube is a happening cocktail party. It's been happening since 06. 
So for me to grow that subscribership number, continue to get more FaceTime and not hope that those people uh, maybe see me in their Twitter stream, maybe see me on Facebook, maybe see me in the subscription box on YouTube if they ever use it and then see me again for a second or third or fourth video. If I can make sure that's happening more regularly with this option of YouTube subscribership and thank you YouTube for actually getting better over time because you were a little comfortable for a while and I still think you have some room to grow. I'm going to leverage this for my brand awareness. The more I can get my face and my expertise out there, that helps all of my big career goals as well as yearly goals, as well as monthly goals, as well as daily goals. So with the increase in content happening on the channel, it also made sense for me to invest a little bit of energy in growing out this YouTube subscribership number. I still want to stress that if you are not clear on what your funnel is, if you're not clear on what you want people to do once they've discovered you, this YouTube subscriber number is still not going to matter. It's great to get the FaceTime. It's great to hopefully get mobile notifications, but you still need to be very clear about what you want people to do once they've watched your video. So be sure to balance this whole idea of, okay, if we are going to prioritize this as well, if this makes sense for us because we're creating more YouTube content, then we'll do that. But we also need to make sure that we have those calls to action in there that are going to get people to the website, that are going to get people to the email list because we're continuing to get more value in front of them. So although in my videos, I might now be asking for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, I'm also going to mention a free download that you can get your hands on. Guess why? Because that's going to get you on my email list. Another thing that Mark should recognize is that I sent an email to my list asking them to subscribe to my YouTube channel. They are the best people to ask for this. Guess why? They're already on my email list. And I already know they like me because of that. So if I've already gotten them on the list and the pressing factor now is not to get them on the list because they're already there, they're in a perfect scenario to now take an action in a public environment and subscribe in a different way or endorse me in a public and social way. And that is with a, with a YouTube subscriber um, action. So be really clear on that. It's not just about going out to the whole world and saying, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I went to my email list and asked for that. That was my big first action. This is still not going to be the number one call to action in my videos. It's just going to happen a little bit more often so I can potentially reach this goal. And I'm going to be doing a lot of other collaboration efforts to make me reach this goal as well specifically because of mobile, guys. I hope that this resonates with you. I hope you go to your Google Analytics or your YouTube Analytics if it applies or any other analytics. Find out what the mobile reach is for you because I think you'll be surprised. How often do you look at your website on mobile? How often do you look at anything you're doing on mobile? It's going to be so important that you think about that. So I really wanted to clarify that today. I hope it gives you a little bit more perspective on why I'm making this decision in 2016. It's not necessarily an I was wrong conversation. It's just an, a, a more, I'm thinking outside of the box conversation. I've always been a pretty black and white thinker, which is not a great thing for a creative. I'm trying to be a little different about that in 2016. I hope um, that that gives you a little bit of insight on that. Your resource of the show today, something I started just this year, something you can take away from this episode, read or research or look into, is 
a podcast, actually. I am a big fan of the copy blogger media people, and they have a great podcast called Unemployable. And the reason I wanted to mention this specifically is because they ended their season in 2015 with a great episode about this very thing. Um, a, A listener sent in a voicemail basically saying, well, I'm really confused about this idea of syndicating content or reposting blog posts on social media networks that are equipped for blogging now. And Brian Clark brings an amazing perspective to this that really is aligned with the conversation that we had today. So I highly recommend you check out Unemployable by Copyblogger and listen to that episode, uh, The Season Ender for 2015. I believe it was published at the end of December, yeah, December 22nd, it's called Is Content Syndication Smart? I will link to it in the show notes. If you don't you know, listen to the whole podcast um, series, this is a really good episode to listen to, very aligned with this. If you're thinking, where do I post my content that's going to make sense so I can get eyeballs, but I am not taking my eye off of the ball, which is getting results for my business. I definitely recommend that. And your one actionable tip to execute today to work toward building your social authority is that I want you to use something that you have developed for your brand, whether it's your website, your Twitter account, uh, your YouTube channel, anything. I want you to just use it strictly as a user and not as the creator. I want you to recognize that user experience and I want you to take notes and pivot accordingly. Think about any links that you added to the description of the YouTube video or any links in the blog post or what does the sidebar look like when you arrive on that blog post, say if you clicked it on Twitter. What does your Twitter account look like for somebody that's not following it? Use something just as a user that you've created. Take it a step further and ask somebody you know to use it and ask for five immediate reactions to it, questions, Uh, concerns, things they love, things they hate. Use something as a user and take notes because I promise you the more you think about what you're doing as a user and not what, what you're doing as the creator that's so invested in it, it's really going to change it for the better, especially if you get some of that outside feedback. That's all for today, socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, happy Friday to you. I will catch you on the next one. This coming Monday, episode 83 will be around the corner here. Big ups to the bandwidth sponsor, Aweber. Go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Aweber and grab your 60-day free trial. You'll be supporting the show and you will have a phenomenal email marketing platform at your disposal. Also, for more details about how you can become a social authority and work with the people that are going to help you get those results quicker rather than just doing this whole thing in a vacuum, which is really frustrating. And I totally get because we're all those solopreneurs. Go to socialauthoritymembership.com and join us because we are about to kick off the Big Sexy List Bootcamp. So if you really are interested in building your email list and want to take a very focused look at how you can do that very early in 2016, this is a very good time to join Social Authority. So go to socialauthoritymembership.com. All those details are on the events page. So check that out and I will catch you on the next one.